Thank you for joining me once again on Grade 6 Science. I am Wendy Crawford Williams and we are back to our regular science classes. We are still on mixtures and the main objective we'll be looking at today is demonstrating the separation of selected types of materials using various techniques. But for starters, let's recap. First, let's remind ourselves of what a mixture is. A mixture is the combining of two or more substances which do not change their properties when they are combined. And because their properties have not been changed, they can be separated into their respective parts, making mixtures an example of reversible change. Second reminder, a mixture can be any combination of solids, liquids, and or gases. Third reminder, there are three types of mixtures, right? Solutions, suspensions, and colloids. Our fourth reminder are the characteristics of each. So let's see what we remember. Solutions are mixtures that are homogeneous, meaning they are the same throughout. You don't see anything floating around or settling in solutions. This is because one or more of the substances completely dissolve into the other substance or substances. Simple examples of solutions are sugar and water, water and syrup, and air. Suspensions are mixtures which are heterogeneous, meaning they are different throughout. You may see particles floating or settling in suspensions because no part of the mixture dissolves. Common suspensions are sand and water, blood, and paint. This is why paint has to be stirred before it is used because the parts of the mixture will separate and settle, making it uneven if you were to use it as is, which would result in uh, you know, a finish that's not so nice. Colloids fall in between suspensions and solutions in that they are heterogeneous like suspensions, yet their particles are evenly distributed throughout the mixture as in solutions. They are hard to identify just by looking, which is why a light beam is shone through them to determine if the light will reflect. If it reflects, this tells us that the mixture is a colloid. Milk, smoke, and toothpaste are examples of colloids. So that's it for the recap. Now let's mix things up a little with these questions. How can you separate a mixture? And can you separate all mixtures the same way? Now we have a challenge because I can't really demonstrate the different ways we can separate mixtures on the radio, but we'll find a way to make it work, right? So there are quite a few separation techniques, you know, but we'll be looking at just some of them. So first up, evaporation. We can separate certain types of mixtures by evaporation. 
how it works? Well, we know that when liquids are placed in certain environments, such as one with a higher temperature or one where the liquid is exposed to the air or wind, it can evaporate. When this happens and the liquid evaporates, the solid that was dissolved is left behind. Based on this information, what type of mixture can evaporation be used to separate? Did I drop any clues that could help you? Hmm. I did leave a clue because I told you that the solid that was dissolved in the liquid is left behind. And if a solid was dissolved, it means the mixture is a solution. Okay, next question. Which of the following solutions would evaporation separate best? Liquid and liquid? Liquid and solid? Gas and liquid? Or solid and liquid? Let's go again. Which of the following solutions would evaporation separate best? Is it liquid and liquid? Liquid and solid? Gas and liquid? Or solid and liquid? The answer is solid and liquid, like salt and water. Now, you don't need a lot of equipment or materials for evaporation. You may need a heat source if you want to speed up the process. And of course, you'll need a container to hold the mixture. Evaporation is something you can try at home. Make a solution, a concentrated solution of salt and water or sugar and water. But don't make too much or it will take too long. Place the solution in a wide container so that the mixture is as exposed to the air as possible. Leave it in a warm place like outside on the concrete. Keep checking it regularly like every hour or two throughout the day. Use some sort of marker that will show you when the water is getting less. You can make a mark at the level of the water when you begin so you can track the changes. So every hour or whatever time you set, you go out there, you make another mark and you observe if the water level has changed. If you're using sugar and water though, remember that this is a fantastic treat for some insects and larger animals. So be careful that it all disappears and put it somewhere safe. Next separation technique we will look at is filtration. Now, this technique is practiced in many homes. In Jamaica, we often strain things like juices and drinks to get out the dregs, especially if it's a juice where we blended fruit. So whenever you use a strainer at home or run the sour soap or the carrot juice through a cloth, you are practicing filtration. Some of us use water filters in our water systems at home to purify our water. We also use coffee filters to get the grounds out of our coffee. Listening to all this, 
What kind of mixture do you think is being featured here? Think about the substances, substances I've been mentioning. Dregs out of juice, coffee grounds out of coffee. Hmm. This sounds like suspensions, man. The coffee grounds or dregs are the particles that are suspended in the coffee or water that will settle once the mixture is left alone. Again, this is a solid liquid mixture. Sieving is a separation technique that is quite similar to filtration. The difference is that while filtration separates a solid from a liquid, sieving separates the smaller particles in a mixture from the larger particles. Sounds like a solid-solid mixture to me, don't it? So in construction, for example, they need the finer sand to do special work on buildings so that the finish is smooth. So they sieve the sand to separate the coarse grains from the fine sand grains. Next on the list is decanting. This is one of the simplest forms of separation. All you need to do is wait until the mixture settles, then pour off the top, leaving the heavier substance or substances in the container. We sometimes do this when we can't be bothered with a strainer or filter. We just pour the liquid off the top, trying to dodge the sediment or the heavy particles at the bottom. This method is used for separating what, 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 which mixture? Suspensions, again. And it's mostly for solid liquid mixtures. However, it can be used for certain mixtures like water and oil. Although some people think of water and oil as not really a mixture since the two just can't mix. <laughs> Another separation method is hand picking. Also very simple. It's simply picking out the particles that are different. This is usually for solid-solid mixtures and for mixtures with large particles, like taking marbles out of rice. It doesn't work so well though when there is much to be separated or if the particles are very small. Magnetic separation. This method though can only work if the substance to be separated is magnetic. A magnet is used to attract the particles and separate them from the other non-magnetic particles. This is great for mixtures with substances like iron filings. There's another method of separation I want to tell you about. It's called distillation. And I want to tell you about distillation because it's one way to separate a liquid from a liquid. And we haven't mentioned any techniques so far that does that. So what is distillation and how does it work? Well, different liquids boil, evaporate and freeze at different temperatures. And this is what makes distillation work. Now, I don't know if something like this has ever happened to you, but at my home, I keep a spray bottle with water for our hair on my dresser. I also have an identical bottle for alcohol, which we use to sanitize our hands. And I know, I know, I know I messed up because 
None of the containers were labeled. But I paid for my carelessness because I mistakenly filled up the water bottle with the last of the alcohol and mixed the two together. Oh boy. But then I remembered distillation. Water and alcohol have different boiling points. So what I had to do was first heat the alcohol and water mixture. The alcohol would heat first and vaporize. With distillation, you need a heat source, a thermometer, a container for the mixture, and something that will collect the vapor and allow it to condense back into the liquid alcohol. So some form of tube or something to channel the vapor. So the mixture is heated, the liquid with a lower boiling point, in this case rubbing alcohol, vaporizes, leaving the water behind. The vapor is collected and cooled, so it becomes a liquid once more. Voila! I got my alcohol back, my alcohol back, and I labeled it this time. It won't happen again. <laughs> but before we go, I wanted to think carefully about something. Why do we wear a mask during the pandemic? To keep out the virus, right? But where is this virus? Well, it's in the air. Hmm. Can this be considered a mixture? The COVID virus and the air? And if so, what kind of mixture is it? We've heard that the virus travels in droplets, moving through the air until it settles down on surfaces. Sounds like a type of mixture, don't it? Which one? And what does the mask do? Which separation method does it work like? A decanter? A filter? An evaporation dish? What do you think? Have a discussion with your family about it and hear what they have to say. It should be interesting. Until next class, see if you can find out the best way to separate the mixtures you can identify around you. And remember to be safe and get help if you decide to try any separation techniques on your own. For now though, it's curtains for me, Wendy Crawford-Williams on Grade 6 Signs. Bye!